Welcome to Lipstick Fitties, a beauty podcast. I'm your host, Atlanta makeup artist and content creator, Rachel Rose Mazza. I created this podcast to have unfiltered conversations about all things beauty. We're chilling with my friends and colleagues from all over the world in all different walks of life. This goes way beyond the glossy facade of social media. Sometimes we don't get to know the personalities behind the people who create with their heart and soul. I'm talking to everyone from pro makeup artists to beauty enthusiasts, from influencers to entrepreneurs, and everyone in between. Lipstick Biddies is a community we're building that is truly interactive with you listeners. So if you're someone who wants to learn some shit, get inspired, and have a good-ass time, this podcast is for you. Who are the faces behind the faces? Keep listening to find out. Hello, my little biddies. It is your host, Rachel, here. This is the Lipstick Biddies Podcast, formerly known as the Dirty South Makeup Podcast. If you're a first-time listener, welcome to the family. This is so much more than a podcast. We're a community. Make sure to use hashtag Lipstick Biddies and caption what you love most about this podcast and tag me at Lipstick Biddies for a chance to be posted on our Instagram feed for Feature Fridays. I am so appreciative of you listening into this podcast today and being a part of the Lipstick Biddies community. If you're digging this podcast, there are a few ways that you can help to support. First, when you love an episode or see a post on social that you resonate with, or if you're listening to an episode and want to take a screenshot, please always tag me at Lipstick Biddies and at Rachel Rose Makeup so I can return the favor because we love returning the favor. Sharing on social and recommending this podcast to your friends is always the easiest way to help this community grow. Second, please, please, please rate and review this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. Your reviews are incredibly appreciated by me as a small creator who would love to amplify all the voices you see and hear on this show. Those reviews are what helps get visibility for this podcast. I read every single review. You guys are so amazing. I love it. Lastly, you can sign up to be a Lipstick Biddies subscriber on Patreon for only $5 a month. Y'all, that is less than a price of a lipstick. As a patron, you will receive access to a private Lipstick Biddies community Facebook group. This is where we support each other. We ask questions, share advice, promote our work, celebrate our wins, and continue the conversation you hear on this podcast. I'm talking about job leads, assisting opportunities, makeup collection, kit organization advice, content creating tips, you know, all the good shit that you want and you need to succeed. And more than anything, have a sense of belonging and community with a truly supportive group of people. All are welcome in this group, no matter what amount of experience you have or your current line of work. Lipstick Biddies is a fully one-woman show, so your support as a patron will go towards helping this podcast and help me to bring you more frequent and higher quality content in the future. Make sure to check out our Instagram at Lipstick Biddies and at Rachel Rose Makeup. And always slide into my DMs with any feedback, any conversation. I love hearing from you all. So make sure to reach out and reach out to the fellow artists within the Lipstick Biddies community. Everybody is truly, truly supportive. Enjoy the episode and we will see you next week. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. I'm so happy because I am talking to you guys from a brand new apartment. I finally moved in. I feel really great. So much room to create. So much new, clear 
exciting energy in this new home. I can't wait to show you guys. I'm definitely going to do like a walkthrough of this space because you guys are going to be it's it's incredible what you could get for your money down here in Georgia. I will just say that. And I'm super excited about this week because we are finally back with another guest episode. And this is going to be a really good episode for you guys. So I just want to, before we get into the episode, thank you again for supporting me and supporting this podcast. Make sure to rate and review on whatever platform that you're listening on. Rating and reviewing is what helps this podcast grow and helps support me as a creator. Also, when you're listening to this podcast, make sure to take a screenshot and tag me. I fucking love seeing that. Take a screenshot and tag me so that I can repost you. We want to grow this community, so I want to give as much visibility to you listeners that are supporting me by supporting you all as well. I would love to... For this week, maybe let's do a challenge, right? Maybe I'll start doing challenges for you guys. So for this week, I'd really love for you guys to either post a little story of you talking or a little text box just saying what is one takeaway that you learned from this episode. So both me and my guests give a lot of advice. So I really want to know what resonates with you all because... It helps me curate even more specific episodes and content for you. So make sure to screenshot and tag, send a video tagged on your story or a little text box tagged on your story so that I can repost you. And then you guys can start to see these wonderful, wonderful community of artists, everybody that's listening to this podcast from near and far and then you guys can start connecting with them too so always check in with my stories i'm trying to be more active on them and making the podcast account more of my main account so that's what i wanted to just say before we kind of get into the episode so my special guest today is olive lopez you can find her at olive skies beauty she is a wonderful wonderful person and we talk about so many things today we talk about content creating we talk about doing collaborating on instagram posts building your community within content creating and connecting with fellow artists we also talk about assisting we talk about a little bit about retail make sure that you keep tabs with olive she just started a really cool series called weirdo wednesdays which i participated in and i got very intoxicated you could still view the video on her feed <laughs> um got pretty drunk and did a very interesting interesting makeup so check that out for sure very entertaining very entertaining and also olive owns a lash brand that she is now working on. So she so generously offered you listeners a 25% discount and you can use the code Rachel Rose. And just so you know, I'm not getting commission for this. This is just her gift to you guys because she's a listener herself and she loves supporting the community as much as I do. So make sure to check out her lash brand by going to her link in bio and she has a tab there for her website to purchase her lashes. So make sure to check out her lashes. They're super, super cute. I just made my first purchase and I cannot wait to get them in the mail, but I always see her using them in her looks so I'm really excited to play with those and please make sure to check that out and like I said again the code is Rachel Rose for 25% off I will also put that down in the show notes so that you guys can reference back to it so without further ado please enjoy the episode and looking forward to you talking to you next week hi friends welcome back 
Today, we have a very special guest, as all my little special little guest children, which are like now in my family are, my friend, Olive Lopez, aka Olive Skies Beauty. How are you, Olive? Hi, Rachel. I'm doing really good. How are you? I'm doing well. To give you to give you a visual, by the way, so usually when I record these, for, for in the beginning, because this podcast has evolved, in the beginning, I always look terrible. Like every time I'm doing these, I'm like, yes, this is audio. I don't have to look like anything. And then we might be, we might see in the future that some of these episodes are going to have little video clips that are going to pop up on YouTube and stuff like that. Um, so it's like, I got to start getting ready. And then today is the one day that I didn't get ready and Olive looks like incredible. <laughs> thank you so much. It really wasn't planned. So I mean, it's just by chance, but thank you so much. So you mentioned, you great. oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm like rocking the, this is okay. This is really embarrassing. Are you someone that like holds on to clothes? Cause I've had this since Yes. this sweatshirt, I was wearing it. So it's, it's love pink and it's like leopard print. So yep. if you know me, you can probably guess when this is from probably it, I definitely got it like either in high school or in college because I was obsessed with animal print mm-hmm. because Long Island. And uh, yeah, so pretty much my sister, I was on the phone with her and she was like, Rachel, is that, is that your sweatshirt that like is from like high school? And I was like, yeah, I was like, surprisingly, Victoria's Secret makes very quality, <laughs> high quality clothes. <laughs> you would think, right? I have things from Walmart from middle school that are still holding strong. They're there for me. Right, right. You never know. The quality is like, it It, it still amazes me. Even my underwear from <laughs> Victoria's Secret. <laughs> like, I swear to you, like, even though it's like, kind of like, oh, this looks cheap. It's lasted like way longer. Like, truly, truly. Seriously, my, my underwear, like... <laughs> Let's talk about my underwear. Let's talk about it. You know, like sometimes like it starts like poking holes or like falling apart at the seams. Like the Victoria's Secret ones, like I had for a very, I I probably should buy new underwear. I'm purging a lot of stuff because I'm moving and I think I'm going to throw out new underwear and grace myself with some new underwear. (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely not about the brands because I'll tell you, I bought Fenty and they're just they're little pieces of nothing at this point. They're gone. <laughs> it's not lasted. So yeah. You might as well be free balling it, right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like I said, Olive is locking this like beautiful, like blue, um, smoky eye with like duochrome. Is that the creative makeup pigments that you have on? I no, this is this one. The Dinesmetics, the metals. The daydreaming metal, yes. Oh, pretty. I used that in a look I did yesterday. So um, you had told me that this was part of a collab, right? Well, no, Narissa, she's she's um, an artist on Instagram and she does a weekly challenge where it's kind of like the color fix bingo a little bit, but you have to pick like different. She mm. uses an automated machine type thing. So it's supposed to be, it's supposed to be sexy, blue and glittery Ooh, I like it I have no idea what sexy is so I just looked up sexy makeup (laughs) (laughs) and then I did this you hit it you checked the boxes so Olive I I really love how involved you are with your with your page as far as your content you do participate in a lot of like challenges and like um, collaborations with other makeup artists. And it's really cool because I feel like I see your work more often than a lot of other people's because it's just like, 
because you're so involved with like the community of makeup artists. So yeah, have you always been a content creator or can you talk, because I know that you're a professional makeup artist. Can you tell me a little bit how you kind of got your start in makeup to where you are today? Well, I've been making art for years and it wasn't until um, I was maybe in like high school that I started doing my own makeup. And it really, it wasn't everyday makeup. It was like uh, editorial makeup in my room at three in the morning with my camera. So like mm-hmm. it started from there. So that's who I've always been. Mm-hmm. And it's just two years ago, I decided, why am I waiting? Like I need to start doing what I like and this is what I like. So I got my cosmetology license and now I've been doing makeup at, I've been working at Mac and Ulta mm-hmm. and that's where I've been starting and it it only happened I started working at Mac last January and then COVID (laughs) happened so I was not making any content I don't post my art generally anywhere Mm -hmm. very private to me so I decided that I wanted to put myself out there more when I started working at Mac as well and so I started like I didn't know that I was doing content creation I just thought I was like posting my makeup and then it like gradually began began to be this big thing mm-hmm. so I think generally I'm a very I'm a I'm a people person I like to I'm not like a loner COVID was horrible <laughs> yeah I yeah. like I like connecting with others so that's why I got into doing collabs or just like I would see people doing challenges and I wanted to do it too because I thought it looked cool and so even like restroom rituals and SJ, mm-hmm. I don't know if you know those creators on Instagram. Yeah, we, but... we just had SJ on <laughs> Always Playing With Makeup. She was on a past episode. Yeah, they're really great. And um, they do their color fix bingo type mm-hmm. challenge. Mm-hmm. I love just getting involved with other people and, and doing things together. So if you've never done a collab before, it means different things to different people, but in like the content creating space is basically when you get together with like another makeup artist or content creator and you kind of come together on an idea and depending on like what you're doing, it's like very fluid, but essentially you're, it's you plus at least one other person making a piece of content. Yeah. So it's, it's funny that we're talking about this because a lot of people don't even know how to start to do collabs. Was your first collab something that you kind of came up with or that someone else headed up? Um, Remember? I would say, <laughs> I would say I'm definitely um, the initiator a lot okay. of the time, but I usually always, you know, it always stems from some sort of relationship that I already kind of have with the person. Right. So I'm already talking to the person and I, I vibe with them. We have like similar interests or similar inspirations or mm-hmm. we talk. And then it's usually just like, I want to do something with other people. And I don't know, I usually come up with an idea or come up with it with them. Mm-hmm. So me and Andra, um, we did a collaboration. I I reached out to her and I was like, hey, we should do something. Mm-hmm. And then we kind of told each other what we were inspired by in the moment. I told her I was inspired by Studio 54. Such a cute mm-hmm. one. It was a video, right? We both watched a documentary on Netflix about Ooh. Studio 54. And then we both did looks based off of that. And then we did like a real collaboration together and everything. My mom was a disco queen. We listened oh to Studio God. 54, like radio on Sirius. 
every time we're in her car. I have such a deep appreciation for disco music and uh, like by the pool every summer, I always put on disco and no one's like, what the fuck is that? Everybody's like, ooh, hey. And it's like, just, yes. uh, it's so fun. It's such a fun music. And mm-hmm. like, it even just, not even just the music, the music itself is amazing. The style that came with it, the dancing that, it's just a whole inspiration. It's a whole mood, like the right? Whole movement. Yes, yes. You know this song, Push, Push in the Bush? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> so that's like one of my mom's favorite songs. And it's like, I think someone like sampled it recently. But so basically it's like, <laughs> push, push in it. the bush. Push, push. You know I like to get down, get down, get down. <laughs> insert wow. insert the, the the audio clip here um yeah my mom my mom is like a disco queen one thing I want to say about collabs is it's a really great way if you're new to content creating to increase your visibility because one thing about collabs is that because you're partic- you're participating with one or more people they're going to be posting your work on their feed as well and so it just increases your visibility. So I think that being genuine about who you partner with for these collabs is definitely very strategic, you know, and some people may have bigger followings or less, you know, followings, but I think the most important thing is that you're vibing with the person and that it's like genuine when you guys connect, because it's just like anything else in life. If I don't really have that personal relationship with you, I'm not, I'm not likely to do a collab in general. So if you do see a collab, it's usually like, for example, I did one with Andrew as well. And if you haven't listen to Andrew's episode, we talk about creative inspirations. So we did a collab, but I usually like to do like double duty where I'm like, how can I make my content into multiple pieces of content? So we were making, both of us were making content for a brand and we, I literally just texted her. I was like, Hey, do you want to like send me a reel with you like passing products? And then that way we can make it into a collab. And I was like, do whatever you do with your makeup and then I'll use the same colors. And we were like, okay, dope, sounds cool. And that was great because we got to edit it into one reel. It looked really cute and it gives more visibility to everybody. And what, when you're working with other people and other artists, you kind of get inspired by their work as well. For sure. And I remember seeing that collab and I was like, you would have never thought it was kind of like a last last minute kind of thing. Cause like if it, it was beautiful, it was beautiful. You know why? Cause, cause the only way we were able to do it is because I asked her what I was like, you do your look and then I'll either use the same colors as you, or I'll use, or I'll do like a similar style and then we'll fit it together that way. And that way I was able to use the content that I needed for the brand, as well as have the collab be its own thing. Mm-hmm. because if you're like me you're lazy and you don't want to like be like making <laughs> new content all across the board you want to be able to multi-purpose it not saying like recycle it but like multi-purpose because sometimes it could get daunting and I know that's why like a lot of people don't do collabs myself included because it's like it's like a big responsibility when you're like working with someone because they're depending on you you're depending on them where it's like you're doing all the work and the other person's like mm. Yeah, I'll get it done next week. I have some time. Like, and they're not really doing the work. Yeah. Um, I thankfully have never had an experience like that. Everyone that I've worked with 
and I'm very understanding as well. So it really doesn't bother me. And I don't yeah. really put a lot of pressure on it myself. I'm just happy that anyone wants to like join me, honestly. Yeah. So if it takes you a month to do it, do it. I don't, you and know? If I, I would also say if you're new to doing collabs, like Olive was saying, make sure you like actually are connected with the person. And also it's easier for me to only work with one person because you'll see collabs sure. that are like multiple people and some people are great at organizing them. I get stressed with more than one person. So especially if it's your first time doing a collab, reach out to like that best friend that you have, that bestie that you have on Instagram or someone you may know in person and kind of start there and like start doing them. And then that way you get into more practice of them. And then you can start kind of branching out from there. I think it's a good way to start doing it. I agree. And it's just so much easier because once you involve more people, it gets really complicated. <laughs> I do. I do often just prefer a one to one person, you know, mm-hmm. or if someone wants to do like a group one and there's one person specifically that's heading it up and it's not yeah. me, then I'm fine with that. <laughs> For sure. If I could just send you my clip, I just, I don't want to do all the work. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, lot. again, it's like that group project where you're like one, like the <laughs> Or someone is the leader, but then they end up like not doing anything. And then someone else has to step up. Oh my God. I, (laughs) who were you in like group projects? What was your, what was your usual role? I'm a very responsible person. I always end up being the one that people throw all the work at. Uh, And I'm like, if they don't do it, we're all failing. So I have to do it all. Oh yeah. So, you know. I usually, so I usually would be, I'm comfortable in the leadership role. So I like to organize, but if someone else, I would rather not do it. So if someone comes up and is like, I'd like to head this up, I'd rather let them do it because it takes a little bit of pressure off of me. However, like when that happens, I usually like to, I like working in teams, but I also know what you know, what I'm capable and responsible for. Like in college, I was always the person that like never sent my work in. And I was like, guys, trust me, it's good. They're like, but what are you talking about during the presentation? And I'm like, not telling them that I'm completely winging it. So along with the collabs that you do in general, like you make a lot of creative makeups. Is that something that comes easier to you than like basic beauty? Or do you like to do both? Or is it just that you like to showcase the creative makeups most on your feed? I like to do creative makeup the most. I mean, I love doing natural makeup as well. And that is the majority of what I do on my clients. Right. Unfortunately, with COVID COVID. and everything, it's been very slow. Right. So I don't really take a lot of clients. It's building a little bit more and I have things planned, but I'm really not seeing a lot of clients. So Mm -hmm. what I like to do on myself, I mean, I get bored if I do a nude eye every day of my life. Unless you're Sarah Moss, 50 50 shades of neutral, she could do a neutral eye like 50 million ways. But that that is not me and Olive. We're not like that for sure. Neutrals. (laughs) Also, like some people can make neutrals look completely different or editorial or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it looks very special. It's just brown doesn't really go wild or something. It really doesn't. So yeah, I like creative makeup for sure. I love that you play in color because if it's, if it's up to me and I could do makeup, I always play in color. Like I was doing a live yesterday and I was like purple eyeshadow plus like hot pink lip, even like on like a base beauty level, I always want to put some color in there. For me, it, it feels more playful and like, helps inspire the rest of the makeup when I put a little bit of color on. 
Um, I've never been huge into like that red carpet look, which I'm trying to get better at because you need to be really versatile as a makeup artist because some people want that red carpet JLo look. That's like, it's, it's so funny because everybody will look at every other artist like, for example, I mentioned Sarah Moss. If you haven't listened to our episodes together, make sure to listen to them. She's like the bridal queen. And she'll say that she's like, she's said that to me before where she's like, I wish I could play in color. And I'm like, but I wish I could do that like sexy, sexy, neutral, smoky eye, like perfectly. It's just not my comfort zone. I can do it, but it's not like second nature to me as doing color. And I think mm-hmm. that probably comes also because you're a, you have a background in art. So what kind of art do you do? I've spent a lot of time doing photography, film photography specifically. So mm-hmm. I'm using a digital camera right now for my my own photos of my work, and it's very difficult for me because it's it feels like I'm not really good with technology. So it's, there's a lot of buttons mm-hmm. and a lot of settings. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of hard for me. But I like that I have that um, unique kind of photography background where I spent years doing that and then apart from photography I paint a lot I Mm -hmm. not as much because I'm painting my face Mm -hmm. this is like my new painting yeah but I spent many many years painting and drawing every day and that was really how I like coped with existence it's very therapeutic for sure for sure and I'm really happy now that I have maybe a not so messy way of you know expelling my creative feelings and you know showing what's going on in my brain through makeup my house is a disaster when I paint so what's your favorite subject matter for the art for painting and drawing um I like painting and specifically I really like texture I remember going to a museum once and there was this piece it was a painting and apparently had been painted there's like layers so thick that it's like three feet outside of the wall of like layers on this painting and so after I saw that and I saw all the different textures and how like it can look gritty and like that really inspires my own work as well with my makeup because like I don't know there's something about looking at texture even like you know when you look at slime videos and you're like oh I just want to put my hands yeah yeah we use slime in one of my shoots that I did it didn't work like as well as we wanted it to but like I'm, I'm all about texture, but that's why I like to play with like also things that aren't makeup and making them into makeup or like, you know, gluing them on your face, gluing random shit on your face, which we love to talk about. So (laughs) what are like, what are some places that you find your inspirations for your makeup specifically? Like if you're having like a day where you don't feel really inspired, I usually wait until I'm inspired and then like write all my ideas down some people look at certain, like look to certain things to get inspired, like go to a museum or like go take a walk. What, what is your creative process with that? So I would say that most of the time I finding inspiration is not difficult for me. That's just, which is weird to say, and I'm not trying to sound like whatever, but it really, it (laughs) it isn't. It's not, it's not very difficult for me. I don't know why. I think it's just, I get a lot of sensory overload and like I, Mm. I see a lot of things and I feel a lot of things. I have very strong like emotions and feelings. So it's just all I need to do is have makeup near me and either the makeup itself will inspire me or I'll play a movie and just start putting things on my face. And that's usually how it works. Like I'm watching maybe a podcast, maybe the your podcast, <laughs> the Dirty South Makeup Podcast. And 
all different things. I actually kind of want to start a series on my page. I'm trying to figure out how to do it. But so I have a baking book and it has all these different like 80s cakes that are like iced in this really cheesy, gaudy, colorful way. So that's something that I've been really inspired by recently, which is kind of funny because where would baking kind of play into this? But it's just, again, it's all about textures, colors, and like even just the color schemes. Like it's it's all pastels with white mm-hmm. and like weird mm-hmm. greens. And mm-hmm. that, that's been doing something for me. So I kind of want to do a series where I um, show people how to um, get in- inspiration from just anything really yeah um, I love that you should do that I would I would love that I can't wait yay yeah. now, you, now you're like <laughs> stuck on it have you ever done ta- uh, cake decorating before with like the piping yes. bag I used to do like a for a few years I was in professional cooking culinary classes so I had a big a pastry class and I would do like all the cakes so baking making making phyllo dough from scratch. That's awesome. Oh my gosh. This totally doesn't surprise me. So I remember we were on a Zoom call once and it was like a group Zoom call um, <laughs> and Olive's in the background, like making like guacamole, like with her avocado. And I'm like, ooh, and she was making like nachos. And I was like, ooh, that looks so good. Like if I ever come to Florida, like, so if I ever come to Florida, I need those nachos in my life. Yes, yes. <laughs> I will make you nachos. I will make you whatever you'd like. So what is it like? I mean, you you said that you were only working for about two months. What would you say is like the aesthetic as far as where you live, because I know that like, you know, Miami is different than like other areas of Florida and, you know, it varies. So like, what's the aesthetic as far as like what clients want? So I don't live in Miami. I live in Boca, Boca Raton. Right. I knew that you didn't live in Miami. Yes. I wasn't sure where though. So I live in Boca Raton and the clientele typically it's a little more of a mature group of people. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a lot of like senior living places all over the place here. So most of my clients were probably like older than 40 for sure. Mm-hmm. So it was a lot of either really surprising, like someone wants to be daring or very, very natural. Right. So there was this one lady who came with her, her designer. She said her personal designer. They it was like her best friend or something. And mm-hmm. like, no, she needs a red lip. She needs a blue eye. And I, I want can't, lashes. I can't. I can't. I think that's a retail. That's definitely a retail thing, though. Because like when I worked retail, even though I was working for like more natural brand, I would say every person wanted fucking bright blue eyeliner. Like, what is that? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, it made me really happy because a lot of people <laughs> that visit my store They'll come in and they're like, I'm ugly. I'm not going to wear that because it's too much. It's always very negative. Mm. So when you see um, someone who's a little older and they're really confident with themselves, it makes me so happy. Yeah. So I like, I totally love like being confident and rocking like a certain look. However, if you've been walking the same look for like 30 years, we might want to like switch it up a little bit. For and, sure. Like, someone that like when I've had more mature clients, someone that comes in with like a bright blue that always wears like a bright blue liner I'll usually like be like I know you do usually do bright blue but you have the most beautiful brown eyes and I think that and they have like little specks of amber in them I think that doing like a really deep eggplant would be really beautiful on you so like keeping it like 
making it also like a, like making it a color, you know, so it's, but it's not bright and is going to pull something out of them. And usually, usually pretty much, I, I would say like most of the time when I do that, they're like, oh my gosh, I've never seen myself look like this. Yes. My eyes look so much bigger. Yes. My, this looks beautiful. They still want to wear the blue, but I'm like, you know, but now you have, now you have like different options. So for sure. Sorry. My dog is barking and I don't okay. want to like mess up the, yeah, no, I mean, that's fine. I'm so sorry. He doesn't like music. He doesn't like dancing. He doesn't like when I hug or show affection, affection to my family. I think he just doesn't like happiness. Oh, he was just barking okay. and looking straight at me. We should unpack <laughs> that. Let's bring him over. Let's have a little therapy session with the doggy. <laughs> so we were talking about the blue liner and mature, mature people that want to like play in color a little bit. Another good color I always find is like a really like beautiful, like forest green is another sure. like color to play in. Or even someone that loves blue, just taking it down a notch from that like bright cobalt blue to like a navy I never want to tell someone no but I'm like hey why don't we try this since you're here let's just and you always do blue why don't we just try it just for fun let's just try it just for fun for sure and they'll when be, you when you phrase it like that they're way more open because they're like okay well there's a backup if that doesn't work out or whatever you know mm-hmm. and it, you know they'll come back to and be like after they see that they're like so what do you think about my blush so what do you think about my lip do you think there's a better color for me? Cause they've never had someone mm-hmm. it's, it's hard. I know that. So you worked for Mac pre COVID um, and you're working for Ulta. So I currently work at Ulta and what's um, that like there's with COVID? no makeup application. Yeah. Yeah. There's no makeup application and there's no trying on anything. So it's really difficult. I have to be really patient with everyone and try to, um, put the patience on them too. They have to be a little patient with the whole process because we really can't control what's going on. And right. for everyone's safety, it's better that we're not trying anything. Right. So right. it's just, there has to be a lot of compassion all the way around. And that's what it's really been um, teaching me. And I've been exercising that a lot recently. So that's good. So with like COVID going on, how do you like, for example, try to color match someone for a foundation? So it's a little difficult. It's a little tricky. And of course there are like, you know, they can come back and return it. But what I do is I do a mixture of looking at the product in the bottle, looking at the color swatch or like kind of color um, example that they have underneath right. the product typically. Right. And then from that, I also, if I'm not really sure about it, I'll still do a Google search and I look at what people look like mm. using that product. Mm-hmm. And that's how I do an extra amount of, you know, research just to make the best educated decision. Right. Because no one wants to have to come back and return it. What is your favorite foundation right now? So it's between the Danessa Myricks Vision Cream Cover and the Kevin Aquan Sensual Skin Enhancer. Mm-hmm. It's, they offer two different kind of things. They, I don't know. They're very similar in terms of they're very thick kind of mm-hmm formulas it's really you don't need a lot I don't know why it just the Kevin Aquan it feels extra skin like yeah so I just got into it and I just I I'm obsessed I I would say so like the vision cream cover if I have 
any texture on my skin. Like if I'm having a dry day, for some reason it'll cling to it. And I usually prep my skin as best as I can, but it seems like even when I do that, it still shows the texture. But whereas like the Kevin Aquan, when I put it on, it really like lays down that texture. That makes sense. Um, It almost feels like kind of how a moisturizer kind of moisturizes that spot so it's not dry anymore it kind of Mm. feels like that a little sometimes for me so you're also a freelance makeup artist correct yes so I know that you are also working with like a another makeup artist her name's Brazil right yes and you've been so she's been mentoring you and you've been assisting her correct yes that is true. So how did, so how did you and Brazil kind of start talking and how did that relationship evolve into you assisting her and mentoring? We're both chosen as the Danessa Myricks angels. So when I found out that she was in Florida, I reached out for sure because there, there aren't any other people from Florida in that group. And I don't really know any makeup artists here. So I just wanted to be able to connect with someone. So We've been talking for a while and we decided that we were going to meet up mm-hmm. and that's where our kind of in-person relationship started and we realized like we really click and we have a lot of things in common and I asked her if she wanted to mentor me because I don't really have a lot of people that you know I don't know a lot of people that could do that for me and, mm-hmm. and she's such a great artist and you know every now and then when an opportunity arises She'll let me know if I want to come and assist her. And, you know, depending on if it's possible, I'll definitely go. I assisted for her recently, her and another artist, Brie Sofa. Mm-hmm. That's her That's her name on Instagram, I believe. And it was actually really, really fun. I, I feel like I'm, I'm good at it because I, I just really thrive in that kind of environment because inherently I love, like, I, I love helping people mm-hmm. and I want to know someone well enough to be able to just kind of read their mind in the moment and get what they, what I know they need before mm-hmm. they even know they need it. Mm-hmm. That's something I like to do. So I think I really work well in that environment. And of course, I mean, everyone wants to be the artist and not necessarily the assistant, but I know that this is something that will help me when, you know, I'm more, more, um, you know, established, established. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, What would you say makes a good assistant? Um, I think that if you're really driven to learn and you're humble, I think that that is something that's really important because if you already think you know everything and you really don't want to be washing brushes or doing, you know, things that aren't makeup, it's really not something you'll want to do. Um, I know you had that like personal relationship with her, but I think it also speaks to who you are as a person that you, you had the guts to also ask her to mentor you because that's like a big ask also. I didn't realize it was a big ask at the time. <laughs> and then we've had the conversation many times where it's like, we, we both just, she's expressed. And I think this is why she's a good mentor that you know, she's happy to answer any questions and it's not too much. It's okay. She'll get to when she gets to the question, but she usually is very prompt. She's very like quick to Uh respond, Uh but she doesn't feel overwhelmed with that. And I'm not really expecting the world from her, which I mean, she's a very busy woman, you know, right. right, right. There's a lot of work. 
So I'm just happy of anything that she could share with me. You yeah. know, I'm yeah. I'm happy with anything that anyone could share with me. I'm happy that you have a podcast that I could. Yeah, from. yeah, yeah. I'm just happy to be along the ride. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think when people expect so much from the person that's mentoring them, also it can be kind of hard, right? Um, because people don't always have the time, and you know, it's just everyone's yeah. different. Yeah. And it's important to, again, like set boundaries if you are someone that's mentoring someone. But I do have people that are like mentoring me that aren't like, I'm not assisting per se, but I have had people who I feel like I am now kind of mentoring right now, which is like a interesting, it's an interesting thing, but you know, it's not like a, like a formal thing, but I think that like, for me, you know, when I'm getting a lot of asks from like one specific person. It has to be like an, has to be like a symbiotic relationship, right? Like you don't want to be giving like too much of yourself when it's not being like received and reciprocated in any sort of way, because some people are takers, some people are givers, and it's important to find people that you can like, it's a give and take. It's not just taking and taking and the other person's like, I can't breathe anymore. You know, it'll suck you dry. And like, that's just like about uh, making boundaries. Like I talked about with Amber in a previous episode, who's a photographer, setting your boundaries within your business, but also setting your boundaries within your like colleagues too. Right. Cause this, For this sure. whole community is all about sharing. And I always say to y'all like DM me and you know, I make sure to, if I'm not like having a great day, I don't open the DM, you know, I wait until like the next day, wait until I can handle it. Cause then that's when you kind of get, start getting overloaded. So do you Mm -hmm. ever like find, because right now I'm having so much, so much social media fatigue, like recently it's gotten really bad. And I think that a lot of people have went through this. I think it's combined with the pandemic fatigue as well and living by myself because my phone is like my lifeline to everything because I don't live with anybody. So I'm constantly on my phone for most things. Do you ever find that you get that social media fatigue? And like, what does that look like for you? If you don't mind so, talking about that. No, I don't mind at all. Okay. Um, I believe you spoke about this with SJ. Yes. But, okay. And so after, after um, watching that, I specifically on my phone turned off my screen, um, like notification things, because I didn't want to know. <laughs> so after so after listening to that I was like okay I need to know because if it's too much I need to figure it out I need to handle it so it's definitely too much was it more than mine so it's 11 hours currently <laughs> okay yeah I think you're probably like on the same level as me do you sleep a lot or do, are you like are you up really late at night yeah, I'm up really late. That's I'm probably, late. that's why. So keep that in mind because most people go to sleep at a normal time. And if you're up at, at like four in the morning, that's four yeah. extra hours that you're getting in than the most normal people. But anyways, I digress. So you turned on your screen time so you would know. Yeah. So I know what it is now. And, you know, I've been thinking about it and I'm like, oh, I'm just going to turn off social media for a week and it's going to be better. And it's like, I don't think that's what's going to solve it. I think it's just really managing my time and being more aware of like, am I escaping mm. to this thing? Or am I actually working and like working on, or am right. I just scrolling? The doom scrolling. Yeah. There's a difference. Yes. <laughs> there's definitely a difference. And I know that I'm doing some extra scrolling that I don't have to do. 
a lot of like my collaborations or whatever, the relationships that I form, the people that I specifically do take time out to support always. I like, that's something that I can make time for, but like all the extra stuff and like looking at people's video or whatever, it's just, it's unnecessary sometimes because then I get overwhelmed with all this information or I just don't feel like I'm really taking time for myself mm-hmm. to do things that make me happy. Like not making time for meditating or really the fact that I haven't done yoga in months, even though I love doing yoga. Uh-huh. It's just, I'm starting to put my own personal things on the back burner, which it's not right. It's not good. So I do experience the fatigue and I'm currently working on it for sure. <laughs> we're, we're in uh, social media rehab. You know what else is crazy? And I don't know if this happened to anybody else, but I'm starting to get this ring around my neck, this like weird wrinkle line, like I have two of them now um, because I've been looking at my phone so often and my head's turned down so often and I never, never, never had it. And like, it's here now. And I'm like, fuck. I'm like, how do I reverse this? Now I'm concerned because I've had like four rings around my neck, like my whole life. So I'm like, wait, what am I doing wrong? <laughs> you came out of the womb looking at it, looking at it, <laughs> phone, like a my newborn. phone was right in my face. Yes. <laughs> Not no. everybody has them. I know it's like certain people have them, but like, I've never had them before. And I was like, oh shit. Oh no. Maybe I'm like, you're just getting your like racing stripes or something. <laughs> like. <laughs> it's like a tree it's like a tree like count the rings to know how old I am (laughs) you don't even need to ask my age just count the rings around me (laughs) I'm so mad because um I'm due for my Botox and my Botox is like the only like vanity thing that I do to myself I don't really get my hair done I don't get my nails done I even pre-COVID not a thing for me. Botox is like the one vanity thing that I always love doing for myself. But since, since you guys love my reels so much and my crazy facial expressions, I can't get it done anytime soon. Um, I I don't want to miss those faces. You need it. It makes a difference. Natural forehead. So we could see all the, all the movement. (laughs) Yeah. Cause I used to do stand up and improv comedy. And when I was doing that, I didn't do my Botox either because I know how expressive my face is when I don't have it. When I do have it, my eyes still are very expressive, but getting those really crazy contorted faces, you can't do it with the Botox. And I'm like, oh shit, why did I now do this? Now I can't get Botox anytime soon. So other than the series that you mentioned, do you have anything in the works right now as far as like collabs that you're working on or do you just kind of like work on things as they come? Well, I'm working on that actually because I'm trying to create um, an actual schedule coming up I mean currently I'm working on my website so I'm that's a big thing that I'm working on redoing it and featuring products because I do have a store um, where I sell lashes and I do have a series that I just started that I'm going to continue to do I wasn't so sure about it but it's weirdo Wednesdays Ooh, I love that I love that and I did it last week and I posted the photo last night from it um But it's just like a time every week that I could just, I don't know, go crazy and not put pressure on myself to look great. Mm -hmm. And the focus is more on like just expressing yourself freely. Mm -hmm. And it's a cool place where like if someone else wanted to do that, 
or if anyone is not comfortable with that and they need to see someone do that I you love know, that's it. where it would be I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited. Yes. Weirdo Wednesdays. I'm so here for that. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing you just mentioned that I just remembered about was you have a lash, you have a little lash line and you have like beautiful, beautiful, colorful lashes. Where did that idea come from? And can you tell me like a little bit, a little bit about it? Yeah. So I've always wanted to start my own kind of business. I don't know anything about business, <laughs> but I do know about makeup and I know that I never find colorful lashes and yeah, that's just something that I wanted to find more of. And so I made like a little business out of it. I'm because I'm not business inclined naturally. uh, It is something that I've really been working on and I haven't been really promoting it a lot because perfectionist and it just like, I want everything. I want it to be perfect when I really like do a full launch, everyone come, yeah, everyone come shop for me, but I do, I'm still selling them. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So buy but, them. So buy them. So buy, buy them. them. <laughs> if, if you want, if you want colorful lashes, buy them. They're so and cute. If you're not in the United States, I figured out a hack. You just have to let me know beforehand. And then like, I could figure out the cheaper price for shipping because I know that sucks, that but I figured out a way through PayPal shipping and you could ship and it'll be like a fraction of the cost that you would pay with like a regular, like, I don't know, the standard shipping that they offer. Interesting. So let me know. You just have to message me first because yeah. And you'll get there, you know, you're taking the first step. So I love that you're even putting yourself out there with your lash brand because a lot of people wouldn't even have the courage to even start it. So I really admire that about you. It took a lot of pushing. My, like my family are like really big supporters of me. And like, they're the reason that I've really ended up putting myself out there with my work to begin with. So even just starting that, it's like, even if it fails, even if anything happens, you'll be fine. And at least you'll learn something from it. You know, everything's a lesson. So yeah, it's not without all the support that I can um, really, I feel the confidence to put myself out there and try different things. And it's not perfect. I mean, that's why I'm not like putting it out in the world right now, because I want it to be the perfect thing that I, you know, but I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm working on. You never want to have like negative people because if people are like, it'll, that shit brings you down. People that say, yeah. people that say they can't do something like my response is like, why not? Yeah, that's the thing. That's that's how my family is put has pushed me in the past. And that's like, that's what a lot of people need. They need someone that's going to be like, well, if you, why don't you try? I think you need to dream big in this industry. And a lot of people lose sight of that. And, you know, not just from a business perspective, but like, I always dream big. And if if you don't dream big, where are you going to go? If you dream small, you're going to go small. If I never dream big, even just with, Mm -hmm. for example, the makeup show, I put that on my vision board and I put down that I wanted to be an educator. And then I was presented with that opportunity, I think two or three weeks later. And I don't think if I ever, I don't think if I, if I did, if I never put that out there, I don't think it would have manifested And even when I put it down, I never thought that I couldn't do it, but when I put it down, I was like, this is very ambitious. This is probably going to happen like in the next 
you know, I, I, in my head, I was like, this will happen in the next five years for sure. And then it happened like two weeks later. We are the ones who limit ourselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like nothing is impossible. Like it just, it literally, it, it, and it, it kills me when people are like, but I can't. And I'm like, no, you're telling yourself that you can't, you can, anything is possible. If you dream, if you really want it, you can make it happen is what I'll say for sure if you want to do a podcast sure. just fucking do a podcast there's no reason why you can't there's literally no reason why you can't do that podcast do this do that like put your shit out there you won't be disappointed exactly and I, again like even if it fails what you you still win because you win the lesson you win the you know if learning. it fail yeah if, if, if you fail like cry about it take a day to cry about it I had like a lot of shit going on in the past <laughs> couple of weeks and like sometimes you just gotta take a day and be pissed off or be sad and let yourself I think also letting yourself feel those feelings when you do stumble mm-hmm. or feel like you failed letting yourself kind of go through that grieving process instead of not addressing it because then what ends up happening is you have this grief and resentment and anger that you're holding inside of you and then you're not able to perform as well in the stuff that is working does that make sense yeah it makes sense for sure it's a hard thing I think I don't know I just um going for it is really important and you know if you're too scared to go for it you're really not going to achieve anything you ever wanted, you know? Right. You always have to put yourself out there. So speaking about uh, dreams and going for it, what, what would be like, do you, what are your like top aspirations as far as like being a makeup artist or content creator or just in life in general? Do you have like, what are your, what are your big dreams about yourself? Um, something that I really want to do, like it's a current dream that I'm like, it's, um, it's closer than, it could be anytime I want, really, but I really want to get into helping my community and helping the less fortunate. Mm-hmm. It, I've been in contact with a local women's shelter, and I'm trying to figure out a way to do a fundraiser and try to get, because under the things that you could donate, it really doesn't mention anything about, you know, skincare or cosmetics or anything mm-hmm. like that, which for people that feel that, I mean, the place is called women in distress, you know, like people are in distress. And I feel like beauty and even just self-care really can do wonders in that area. Yeah. So um, I really was, I'm trying to figure out a way with them, like to do some sort of class and maybe do like a fundraiser or um, get supplies for them to be able to do their own makeup for job interviews, mm-hmm. you know, finding new housing. So that's something that I've been really interested in. And I want to push through as far as I go, like that is always going to be something that is really important to me. You'd also be surprised how many brands would donate products for something like that. And um, it's funny that you mentioned this because that's something that I've been wanting to do. But what what I thought of, and this is something you could think about too, if you don't, because you know, if your holdup is trying to figure out how to get products and stuff like that, just donating your day, especially if you do photography, doing, you know, people's makeup, like, and doing Mm -hmm. headshots for them, or if they have their kids doing little family pictures and Mm -hmm. doing a quick little, you know, like 10 minute quick makeup on them. So they have something that's like new for them, you know, that they can hold on to that may not 
you know, that's not including like the negative part of their lives. Um, so something like that, I think is what I want to do when I get better at photography. So that might be an idea for you. Yeah. There's so many ways that you could give back that like, don't, don't cost you money just by using your, Mm -hmm. your trade. So what other, do you have any other like goals as far as like your career goes? Like what would be your, what would be your dream job? I think a position maybe where I can be a creative director of some sort and maybe even just it's it's definitely something that I'm thinking about a lot because I'm not 100% certain of what the end goal is so currently like the goal is to be able to kind of be a creative director and come up with concepts which is something that I feel like you'd be great at at. you'd be amazing at it I mean you're already doing that that's literally what you're doing right now yeah But to be able to do it for money. (laughs) Um, Get out there, speak it. For sure. And to work with brands and then maybe eventually work with my own brand Mm -hmm. or something of that sort. Hell yeah. I I think that would be really cool. I love it. Um, Yeah, that's my end goal. I would love to see my work one day, like when I walk into Sephora and have it be on a beauty campaign, like that is is a dream goal for me. I also want to write a book one day. Oh, that would be amazing. I want to write, and I, this is the first time I've said it out loud, by the way, this is, I want to write a book one day. I'm going to have a book one day. That's Well, you know like, about the self-publishing on Amazon, right? I do. Yeah, I do. I have too much. I'm just, much I'm just saying, I'm I just do. putting it out there. But it'll be kind of like about this podcast, like kind of like this stuff that we discuss on this podcast, like mm-hmm. going for your goals, um, not limiting yourself how to network as a makeup artist, how to, you know, all the, all the things that we talk about, like compiled into a book, uh, like for makeup artists. I haven't like really heard of, there's a couple books, like there's the, uh, the one by Deshaun Hatcher, which is like about assisting stuff like that. Like, so something geared more towards that, that's like less about like techniques as a makeup artist, more about like how to like be you know, assimilate into the industry, I guess. But I would love to have, like, if you've read Lisa Eldridge's book, it's like, it's like makeup history, but throughout the book, she has pictures of her work. Mm. So I would love it to be like, like stuff about business stuff about like, you know, networks and community and things that I've learned, but also throughout have pictures of my work to inspire people. That would be really, really cool. It's going to happen. Oh my God, I'm so excited. For it's going to happen. It's going to happen one day. It's going to happen one day when it's I'm. It's going to happen. When I have more in free time. A year. In a year within Ooh. the next year, calendar year, 2022, my book. <laughs> that would be great. So, as you know, because I know you're a listener, at the end of every episode, I always give my guest a would you rather. I thought of one for you. I do have like a pre question first. So, what is what is your least favorite food or food that you hate? ironically I don't like olives I actually hate olives too it's weird I like olive oil but like I can't eat olives yeah okay so would you rather not be able to use color in your makeup all neutrals for a straight month or you have to eat olives with with breakfast lunch and dinner for a month (laughs) I I will live with that color I will definitely live with that color I I can't do that Listen, it's that no. deep. It's really, it's real deep with olives. <laughs> if it's just a month, yeah, I'll live without color. It's fine. It's so funny. I live in a beige world. 
Oh my god. I'll just have to innovate in beige. I'll have to innovate. I'll have to figure it out. I would eat I would eat the olives. I mean, I'd like probably put them into the food or something and like try it or like like puree them. I don't know. Like if you had to like it would be like a handful of olives with your breakfast, lunch and dinner. That's pretty oh. gross though. Cuz like what if you're eating cereal and then you have, to have like a yeah, side okay. of olives? No. Things that I cannot eat. Olives, pickles and beets. Those are the okay. Those are the three that I can't I can't I, uh, not under any circumstances, pickles in any form, pickleback shots. Literally, I will throw up on the bar. <laughs> if I if I would get like diner food and they would serve the fries with a pickle on the side, I would send it back because the pickle juice would seep into the fries and I can't eat them. Fuck that. Fuck pickles. <laughs> I used to have the same feeling and I think I've gotten better over the years. So I'm okay with pickles a little bit more, but it's That's not my so favorite. So- Olive, thank you so much for being here today. Um, before we go, first of all, thank you again for giving me your time. I can't wait to see this look pop up on Instagram. It's going to be so cute. Keep doing what you're doing, creating your looks, super inspiring. And I can't wait to see like what's next for you with your, with your new series that's coming out. It's really exciting. So um, everybody make sure to follow Olive. Do you have any parting words? And can you let us know where to follow you and everything for the people that are listening? Yes. I would say uh, the only reason I'm at where I'm at is because I decided to get out of my shell and I would urge everyone to do that as much as they can because you only win and that's why I'm here and that's why all of these great things happen. So that's that's what I'm going to say to the world. And then you can find me at Olive Skies Beauty where I do all the colors and all the crazy makeup that you can imagine and more. And I will be doing these series coming up, Weirdo Wednesdays, where you can go see me be a weirdo on a Wednesday. Yes. And <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty much it. And what's the Instagram for your lash brand? The Instagram for my lash brand is Shock Olive Skies Beauty. And then my website is oliveskiesbeauty.com if you want to contact me for anything. Perfection. Love it. Thank you so much, Olive. Bye.